Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Jenny Catron, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. And on today's episode, I want to have a little bit of a leader-to-leader chat with you. Frankly, there is just a whole lot that is crazy and uncertain in our world right now. And sometimes it feels like a bit of a time warp, doesn't it? Days pass, and sometimes I don't know where the day has gone to. I've been busy, but it feels like the day is on repeat over and over and over again. The metrics have changed. The way I define importance and success has really shifted. What I'm finding value in has shifted. And as I'm coaching leaders, I'm hearing the same things from you. What's truly important to you and to your team just became abundantly clear. See, crisis either unites or divides us. You've probably heard me talk about this a little bit over the course of the last couple months, but it's really, it's kind of a harsh reality, but it's true. In fact, many of you are telling me about the glaring differences you're seeing and how your team members are responding and engaging through all the upheaval of the last couple of months. It's becoming very clear who is thriving and who's not. And whether you're a senior leader leading a large staff or maybe a ministry leader providing direction to a small team of volunteers, the strengths and weaknesses of your team are pretty clear right now. Initially, you banded together and you rallied to make adjustments necessary to adapt to our crazy changing world. But now fatigue is setting in. We're all a bit tired. Emotions are high and we're seeing it in the news stories. The way forward is fuzzy. And I can't tell you the number of conversations that I've had with leaders where they've said, if I just knew that we could get back to normal or even a new normal by a specific date, I know how to plan. That's some of the frustration, isn't it? And then compound that unknown with the demands of working, parenting, teaching, cooking, cleaning, staying healthy, and protecting our families. All of it's required superhero energy from all of us. In some ways, we just need to like take a big breath and give ourselves a little grace. But as the leader, your team needs your clarity and confidence, perhaps now more than ever. And it feels like a lot of pressure, doesn't it? They need to feel the strength of our leadership like never before. And if I'm honest, sometimes I don't feel like I have that confidence, that clarity, and that strength that I know I need to provide. But before we let that statement overwhelm us, I want to encourage you that this is what we're made for. This is part of why we're a leader, that we are really where we belong. We're in the positions that we hold for a reason. And we've been positioned to lead in this season. And I really believe that God will equip us for that. As leaders, our job is to provide hope and possibility for those we lead. And it's really an extraordinary gift we give to our teams. When we give hope, when we give possibility, we are giving an extraordinary gift to those we lead. And here's the good news. This isn't a mystery that only the best of leaders have unlocked. Leading with clarity and confidence, even in a season of immense uncertainty, is something that you can do. In fact, how you lead in uncertainty is a greater reflection of your leadership ability than how you lead in the ordinary. 
So the question we're facing is, how do we lead with clarity and confidence when really that's the last thing we feel right now, isn't it? At Foresight, we build our coaching and consulting around what we call the building blocks of organizational success. And I define those three building blocks as purpose, culture, and strategy. And the pressure of this pandemic has obliterated our strategies, quickly eroded our team culture with the demands of remote work, and forced us to revisit the question of purpose. Why do we do what we do? And the temptation in crisis is for us to jump to strategy. What do we need to do to survive? And some of that was essential in the early days, but now it's time to give some attention to purpose and culture. This past week, in fact, I took an entire day to reconnect with the purpose of foresight. I revisited our mission and our vision so that I could clarify the things that are most important to us so that we can revise our strategies with a clarity of purpose in mind. See, these things all work together. And so I needed to go back as a leader and say, I've got to revisit our purpose, our mission, our vision, our values, so that that foundation is clear, so that our team can be aligned with it, and then our strategies can be an overflow of it. And in the, in the frenzy of these past couple months, um, I want to challenge you that if you haven't taken the time to revisit your purpose as an organization, I want to encourage you to do that. And it's going to be hard to find the time and get the mental space. But I promise you, taking time to just clarify uh, that foundation of purpose is so essential because it must be crystal clear for you to align your team and then move forward to, towards a shared mission. So that's a super critical work that I want to encourage you to do. But for today, I want to focus on the one thing that ties purpose, culture, and strategy together. And that one thing are your values. See, values are the guiding principles that define the habits and the behaviors necessary to accomplish your mission and vision together. Values answer the question of how. How will we work together, lead together, accomplish mission together, especially in a climate that's foreign? How will we make decisions? How will we behave in a way that's congruent with our purpose and accomplishes our strategy. You see how they start to link all of these together? Values are the linchpin to organizational life. But if we're honest, they're often quite difficult for us to define in a way that's memorable and more importantly, impactful. See, whether stated or not, you have values. There are guiding principles that are driving how your team works together. And my question for you today would be, are your values producing the results you want? Right? If you look at the dynamics of your team right now, what they are valuing, and those values may be good or bad, what they're valuing, what they're giving their time and attention to are telling you a lot about the culture and telling you a lot about what your team is capable of. And if you're like most organizations, there are really two issues with your values. First, no one pays attention to them. You might actually have stated values that are beautifully written and hang on the wall of your organization, but no one actually knows or pays attention to them. And more critically, your habits and your behaviors as a team don't really reflect them. Or number two, your values are actually working against you. And perhaps you don't have stated values, but there are definitely habits and behaviors that influence how your team works together. And if you're honest, they're working against you more than they're working for you. 
So creating a shared set of values that align your team, I believe is some of the most important work that you can do as a leader. And again, in a season of crisis like this, those values or the problems with those values are becoming really, really clear. See, great values provide your team with the rules of engagement for how they accomplish their vision and their goals together. A couple of things that strong, clearly defined values do is they, first, they provide a filter for decision-making. And I don't know about you, but I need my team to be able to make good decisions in this season. Secondly, they clarify expectations. They help everybody understand what is expected. Third, they give team members confidence in what's expected from them. So it clarifies the expectations, and then it helps them know what's expected from them as an individual. How do I need to behave in order to be a good team member in this, in this culture? And then fourth, good values actually simplify the need for bureaucracy. So, you know, sometimes we're tempted to figure out how to write a policy or how to, um, you know, give feedback or coaching on something, but good values actually create the guardrails that make some of that bureaucracy less necessary. So as you lead your team forward in the season of uncertainty and complexity, I believe there's no better time than now to get clear about your values. Because values are those guiding principles that tether your team together and will equip your team to become stronger and more unified. And we all need that right now, don't we? In fact, for many of us, our teams are going to be a little bit leaner because we've had to make some cuts or um, scale some things back. And so the strength of your team and that team being unified is really, really important as we move forward. So I want to give you today four steps for writing values that are more than just statements that we've slapped up on the wall. And the first step that I would tell you is actually don't try too hard. You don't have to be clever. You don't need to narrow them down. You just need to start brainstorming. And I would encourage you, gather your team and collectively brainstorm the values that you want to be true of how you work together. Discuss questions like, what's important to us? What do we want to be true of how we work together? What makes our team distinct from another team? What phrases do we frequently use to encourage and motivate our team? Are there any axioms that have become common language for us? So spend some time brainstorming and then refining this list. And then I recommend narrowing it down to three to five values that are most critical for your team to accomplish the mission. It doesn't mean that there won't be other things that are important but you're looking to narrow it down to the three to five that are most distinct to your culture. What are the most distinct to your team that kind of set you guys apart? For example, character is a value that is important, at least I hope, to all leaders, right? Especially Christian leaders. And in my book, that's a pay-to-play value, right? I don't need to make that one of my three to five because I'm expecting that if you're a part of this team, your character already meets the expectation of what it means to be a part of our team. If you're not already aspiring to lead with great character, you probably shouldn't have made the team anyway. So that doesn't need to be one of my three to five because it's kind of a pay to play. So what you want to do is you want to find the values that are distinct to you and to your team and help clarify why this team culture is different from another team. Secondly, I want to challenge you to get honest. Do you really believe these values matter. So this next step you need to take is to clarify the belief that supports each value. Why is this important? 
See, it's easy to come up with some values that sound great, but push yourself to consider why they really matter. Why is this value important? Why did this value make it to the final list? What's the belief or the core conviction that will cause this value to hold up under pressure? For example, one of our team values at Foresight is self-leadership. And this is based on the belief that we must lead ourselves well in order to lead others better. How can we be a leadership development and a team culture organization if we ourselves are not leading well and leading ourselves well? How can my team and I expect to equip our, the other leaders we serve effectively if we aren't first prioritizing the value of leading ourselves well? Third, make sure you don't misbehave. Here's what I mean by that. What we value is more about what we do than what we say. It's not enough to come up with team values. You have to define the behaviors that reflect each value. So what does it look like when our team is working from the values that we've stated? One of the worst things that can happen in, a, in an organization is that we define a value, but everybody's behavior is incongruent with that value. Let's say you define a value of responsiveness. Without describing our expectations for what responsiveness looks like, every person on our team will bring their own interpretation to that value. One person might think that being responsive means replying to an email whenever they get to it. No urgency. While your expectation may be that every team member should respond within an hour. See how there can be a difference in the expectation? So we have to clarify the behavior. What does it look like when we live out this value? So values have to be reinforced with behaviors that are consistent and congruent with those values in order to truly be effective. And then fourth, make your values memorable. Let's be honest. Your values are probably not going to be so revolutionary that no other team has ever chosen the same ones before, right? There are values that are going to be key to most organizations. So I want you to create what I call a sticky statement that makes the value memorable. For example, one of the multi-site churches where I served as executive director had a value of collaborative communication. Now, frankly, that value itself is a bit of a snoozer, right? Collaborative communication. It could be hanging on every corporate conference wall in America. We all want our teams to communicate well. That's not like super revolutionary. But this value was important to us because communication was getting more and more complex as we added and expanded our campuses and our staff. So the value was highly important to, for our team in that season. We just needed a clever way to say it. And ultimately, we landed on the, the phrase, use your blinker. Based upon a legend in our team culture of my, shall we say, efficient driving style. And while you might be holding on for dear life if you're a passenger with me, one thing you'll notice is that I religiously use my turn signal when I'm driving. I believe that if you're going to move fast, you need to communicate well to those around you. And so that same intentionality was needed from our team. And the story just kind of helped solidify the importance of this value for us. If we were going to continue to move fast and respond to growth, we needed to be even more deliberate to use our blinker and communicate well to one another. See, guys, it's not enough to, design, to define some values and then throw them on the wall. What gives your values meaning and distinctiveness is the significance of the values to your culture, to your team. What you value is incredibly important. And defining the values that drive behavior 
influence your decisions and equip your team to move forward is the one thing that you can do to lead with clarity and confidence in this season. You're giving them the guardrails. You're giving them a framework to say, this is how we are going to show up as a team. Even in all of the uncertainty, these values become those guiding principles that tether us together and help us move forward. And we can adjust and respond to strategy and what it requires of us. But if our purpose is clear and then our values are distinct, we can continue to move forward as a team. So how are your values providing clarity and confidence for your team right now? And here's the thing. Your team is going to become more critical than ever to help you embrace the season ahead. Your culture will provide the stability that your strategy moving forward will stand on. And so I want to encourage you to do this work. I think it is incredibly important work, and it's a little laborious, takes a little energy, but I promise you that the alignment of values is so critical to helping you establish a healthy culture that will keep your team united and stronger moving forward. So to help get you started, we've actually created a free values grid worksheet. And I wouldn't just invite you, email me at podcast at getforesight.com, just podcast at getforesight.com, just and put the values worksheet in the subject line. Um, and then we'll send you this free resource so you can get started on bringing the clarity that will align your team to accomplish your mission stronger than ever. So I want to thank you for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to walk us on alongside leaders like you to help create cultures where both leaders and teams are thriving. That is my joy. That is when I feel like I am doing what God has called me to do. And our team loves being a part of helping you lead well and build great teams. Because our passion is to cultivate healthy leaders, to lead thriving organizations. And our goal is to equip you with the foresight for success. Keep leading well. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.